Are you thinking of taking a spring break trip this year? Or maybe you're already eyeing up that summer vacation, but you're not quite sure if you have the proper transportation for those road trips. Hey, that's where Toys and Ford can help you. Toys and Ford has a wide selection of new and used vehicles for you to check out. And at Toys and Ford, they treat you like an honored guest. They will work with you on financing no matter what your budget may be. So if you're looking for that new vehicle this year, head to Toys and Ford, located at 1000 Chippewa Crossing Boulevard in Chippewa Falls. We are always looking to save a little money in our pockets, but we still need our essentials like our grocery items. So how do you save money while also getting what you need for your family? Hy-Vee Perks. If you shop at Hy-Vee, you're already getting a great deal on quality items throughout the store. But now you can save more money with Hy-Vee Perks on different items each week. Saving some money is easy if you shop at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. So take advantage of these awesome deals and sales and stop on over at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire today. Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by our awesome friends from Hy-Vee and Toyson Ford. Dan Casper here with you, as always, for every episode of the podcast. Uh, we're going to talk a little brewers. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode of the podcast here but that's not always a bad thing right sometimes maybe it's good maybe some of you actually appreciate that more but uh, i want to talk a little bit about mark ananasio the brewer's owner and if you kind of had to maybe assess or give him a job performance for because he's entering his 20th year already as, as owner of the brewers so if you had to grade it or give him a job performance how, what would you say, how good of a job has he been doing as, as an owner? Uh, we're going to go through some of the comments that, uh, that he made uh, as well uh, yesterday or the other day uh, that he usually does to, to open up spring training and such. So we're going to get to that. A couple of housekeeping notes, though, first. One, I'm working on a thing. We got the draft coming up. And I know a lot of you probably getting your mock drafts going, playing with some simulators and, and, uh, and all that fun stuff. And uh, maybe starting to pay a little bit more attention. We have the combine coming up next week already. So with that, uh, I'm I'm toying with the idea of doing a little uh, draft with a draft, going and, and hitting up some of our local watering holes and and doing some mobile man cave podcasts over there and talking about the draft while having a draft of a cold one. So if you have any uh, nominations on where we should go. Uh, to do some episodes, more than just one. We're going to do a few of them. So, you know, probably going to hit up Ray's Place. Uh, probably going to hit up uh, The Elbow Room. You know, uh, Famous Days. You know, some of those. If you have any, hit me up with uh, with some nominations. So, Draft with a Draft. Maybe that's maybe that's the name that uh, we'll call it. So, and some awesome news here, too. We've got a swag partner. Shout out to Resonance Branding Company, the official swag partner of the Man Cave Podcast got a store coming up we're gonna have some swag available more details on that but wanted to give a shout out to our new swag partner resonance branding company tees hoodies hats maybe we'll get some uh more swag out there in in the coming months or days or such but keep an eye out for that which is coming pretty darn soon here so with that let's talk a little brewers as we inch a little bit closer to uh, their first spring training game, which is going to be this Saturday, February 24th. Pat Murphy also talked a little bit uh, with his team. I'm sure some of you 
uh, saw the video clips. It was a short clip that uh, the Brewers posted in, in that. And, you know, maybe getting a little motivated and such uh, with with listening to Pat Murphy. I, I'm i excited to see Pat Murphy. I, I mean, if you've been kind of following along over the years and, and maybe more so this year because you, you, you're hearing more about it, I mean, he's going to be a different personality than Craig Council. Uh, it seems to be a little bit more of the outgoing type of personality we've heard over the years, kind of a jokester and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, we've seen him kind of get intense on the field too. But I'm excited for, for that fact just to, I mean, because all accounts, I don't think I've ever heard or read about one negative thing about Pat Murphy from players or or anything like that. So I'm excited to to see him get a shot and excited to see, you know what he can do as manager, but maybe we'll get some good sound bites uh, coming from coming from the manager here too. But I, I I'm I hope he does well because he just seems like an incredibly likable guy. Like that's a guy that he I don't know just from from the outside he looks like a guy that I want to play for I want to win for and I don't know I just. I, Something about something about uh, Pat Murphy that just like I want to play for that guy. You know what I mean? But I'm I'm excited to see him get going, and hopefully he has some uh, some instant success right away. That's apparently the expectation when it comes to Brewers owner Mark Anasio. Every year he addresses the team in, in spring training and talks a little bit uh, with the with the media at at hand about. You know his expectations, his goals, and and uh, and all that sort of stuff. And we'll go over some some of the some of the comments that uh, that he made. And uh, obviously, one of them is payroll and and goals and uh, the new manager and and all that stuff. So, kind of go over some of the uh, some of the the nuggets here. This is from Brewers.com. Also, we posted up uh, the, the the piece from from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and such. But uh, here's some some of the comments from from Mark Anasio on his relationship with Murphy. He says it's evolved. I'm in touch with him a little bit more. He worked real hard this off season, so I talked to him more. In fact, I flew with him uh, to look at the Dominican Academy. I flew with him there and back, which is a pretty long flight. It's also evolved uh, because of how he's in charge now. We used to kind of joke around a lot. Now we joke around a little less, maybe a lot less. But, you know, his determination is palpable. You can feel it. You can feel it uh, this morning and how he spoke to the players. On on spring training in the first day of workouts, said this is one of my favorite days of the year. I still like Christmas, but this is up there. One of the reasons it's important is to always try to compete is that we have real hope. We had a year as David Stearns was coming in, that we knew we were bringing in the next wave of players, but we're not. But we were not going to be that good. Now we're bringing in the next wave of players, and we think we're going to be good, maybe really good. That's what it's about, and it wouldn't be much fun to not competing. Uh, when he was talking about the payroll, he said, "There's always money in the budget to take advantage of the opportunity. There always is, and there will be this year." Pat Murphy can certainly speak for himself, but one of the things he said in the clubhouse is that he hopes we're so good that we don't need to get anybody mid-season. And let's not get distracted from what we're trying to do. And that's something 
Mark has said over the years, he's kind of insinuated that there is money in the budget. He's he's mentioned that I, I, I probably can't count on one hand, but I think the follow-up question to that will, would always be, or should always be, well, how much money is in the budget? You know what I mean? Like, how much money is in the, like, you, you say there's money in the budget, but how how much money is, in fact, in that budget? I went, went on and talked about his team and, and such, said uh, there's a huge opportunity for guys here. We've had a significant winning tradition. We have an expectation to win this year, and we'll have a lot of young guys, a lot of young players who have their first real opportunity to shine in the major leagues. We'll see who seizes that opportunity. Also, um, a little bit more about a uh, little bit more about uh, the the payroll and and budget and and uh, kind of building the team. Said uh, since early in his tenure, we've evolved more to trying to manage our entire budget because we have to do all these other things. We have to have a great team on the field. We want to continue to develop our infrastructure. We want to continue to the human capital in the team. Uh, there's always money in the budget to take advantage of opportunities. So, uh, about the the Corbin Burns trade, he did address that. He said we were looking at always being competitive. So Matt Arnold and his team have always had to balance that against looking towards the future. I think the expression Matt uses is quote over the line. A trade has to be over the line for us, and there was nothing, frankly even from my perspective, that was close to that line until that trade came up when it did, talking about Corbin and going to to Baltimore. Frankly, we thought we were going to be going to camp with all of these guys. Again, talking about they initially thought for the longest time they would be starting the season with with, uh, Corbin Burns. So... And I'm sure some of those comments probably going to be falling on deaf ears. And for some fans, it's like, yep, same stuff, same thing over and over again. Says the same stuff year in, year out, yada, 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 you know. But when you look at some of the numbers here, ever since Mark Ananasio has been with the team, this will be his 20th season. This will be his 20th season. In the last... Eight years, they are top three in the National League in terms of wins. You want to go back to 2025 or 20, 2005, we're one of the four best in terms of wins. Now, there's also something missing in that, and that is World Series, World you know Appearance Championship and such, right? We know that. But when we go back to 2005, in their division, they, they finished third out of fifth. Fourth out of six in 2006. Second out of six. Second out of six. Third out of six. Third out of six. First out of six. Third out of six. Uh, 2013. Fourth out of fifth. Uh, Third out of fifth. Fourth. Fourth. Second. First. Second. Fourth. First. Second. First. That's where they finished, you know, division-wise. And when you look at the years prior, let's go 2004 down. Last. Last. Last, fourth out of six, third out of six, fifth out of six, fifth out of six, third out of five, third out of five, fourth, fifth, last. That's 94. 
93, dead last, 7 out of 7. 92, they finished second out of out of 7 there. Point being, when you look at numbers-wise, regular season numbers-wise, they've been fairly consistent in contention, comp competing for, for a postseason spot a lot of times. In my era, I know I may be a little younger than, than some out there, I'll be 38 this year, but in my era... The the let's call it the the Mark Ananasio era has easily been the most successful Brewers run that I was a part of physically alive. I mean, yeah, I was born in the mid '80s there, and you can look at some of those numbers there. But there was for a long time in my youth, elementary school and such, middle school even. It's like, who cares about the Brewers? They stink. They're they're not good. I mean, I remember going to my first Brewers game at the Metrodome, and it was Cal Eldred was on the mound, Marquise Grissom, Roman center field, Jeremy Burnett was there, but it's like, okay, it was cool and such. But it was like, okay, we're good. You didn't, I'll be honest, as a kid, you knew about them. I mean, I had the hats, but it wasn't like we had these expectations of going to the postseason and, and having runs. It was kind of like, meh. And then it changed, really it kind of changed when I was in college. And that correlates to when when Mark bought the team, became the owner. I was in college. And then you started to see, hear about him a little bit more, pay attention a little bit more. They started to win a little bit more. I mean, I know I've mentioned it before, but that 08 run where they made it to the postseason, I mean, that was their first postseason appearance since what, 82 and I just remember following along that that entire season, and be like, "Dude, this is this is awesome." It was a little bit before, you know, the year before too, when they finished eighty three and seventy nine, and then it's like, okay, expectations got a little bit higher. All right, they go out there and they win ninety games in 08, Went down to the wire. I remember watching the the final game, them celebrating in the in the locker room and such. But it just felt like happy to be there. Finally got over the hump. But it started to really kick in more. Like, okay, Brewers are a team here in Wisconsin. They're they're a competitive team. They're they're a team maybe we should start to pay a little bit more attention to. And I started to a little bit more in college. I mean, it followed them a little bit in high school, middle school, but they stunk. They were awful. They were there. You know, you had your highlights of Ben Sheets for a little bit, Jeff Jenkins. I mean, we can list uh, individual players, Bill Hall. You know, those type of guys, they'd have, like, some good individual seasons, but overall team-wise, it was like, yuck. And then we started these last few years, how many years in a row? Craig Council comes aboard. Yes, you had the Ron Renneke era for a little bit. The uh, the uh, uh, 2011 team with, with Fielder, the one-year run, Braun over there, Game 5, Diamondbacks. I was at that. still one of the best sporting events I've ever been to in person. And I remember... After that walk-off by Tony P., Tony Plush, Nigel Morgan, the celebrations and such, and it was good to be a Brewers fan again. And they've been, I mean, ever since 2008, they've made the postseason every year except for that collapse in 2022. So, and I go back to 2011 when I was at that game, and I've told this before, but one of the loudest cheers after that, after that walk-off, 
when the team was celebrating on, on the field was when the camera panned to Mark Anasio and he was up on the on the jumbo board. That was easily one of the loudest cheers. And I always thought it was like it was kind of, you know, fan base saying thank you to an owner that was like, hey, thank you for you know, maybe investing a little bit, helping us win a postseason series, getting to the postseason, fun team, right? And then things have changed over the years. Brewers have made some postseason runs. They've been to the postseason and such, but it seems like the general perspective of this of this team has been maybe not so kind. And maybe it's just a loud majority. I don't know. But it seems like it hasn't been that kind or or not as appreciative to, to Mark as maybe it was earlier on in his ownership tenure. It's you've got, you know, fans wanting him to spend more money or, you know, uh, he's the owner that were the team made interesting trades and decisions, Josh Hader and such. And I still go back. I, I, I believe it's just my thought. And, uh, but I believe going back to the comments he said after that trade, where he kind of kept saying, it's a question for David Stearns. It's a question for David Stearns. I feel like Mark wasn't on board with the trade, but he, allowed his baseball people to make baseball decisions. And, yes, he could have vetoed it. He could have, you know, said, no, we're not doing this. But he allowed his baseball people to do what they're supposed to do, whether you like that or or not. But that's my belief. But when it's all said and done, he's still the owner, still has to, stand, you know, talk about it and, and, and stand behind that decision and such. But... Over the years, that it feels like the perception of Mark has has changed, and I get it to an extent, because when you start to have some consistent success, going to an NLCS, uh, you know, going to the postseason for four, excuse me, five out of the last six years, but you know, three of those you lose. In the in the wild card round, you, you kind of change your goals and you change your expectations. It's like, awesome, great, we finally are a perennial playoff contending team. We're, we're getting there. We we keep doing. We're, we're there, but now let's have a little bit higher goals. Let's have a little bit higher expectations. Let's you know not just be happy like we were in 2008 just to get to the postseason again for the first time for some people's lifetime mine now we want to change those goals and we want to change those expectations and we want to we want to compete for for world series championships now and what can we do to maybe get us over that edge a little bit to get a world series championship and for some it's well maybe we got to increase the payroll maybe we got to spend a little bit more maybe that's maybe that's the easy answer for a lot of people and there's nothing wrong there's absolutely nothing wrong without with with having those type of expectations of championships i think if you're a fan you want those expectations 
maybe some years you kind of know it's not going to happen for your team. You just know it's like, yeah, this ain't going to happen this year, probably not going to happen for the next couple of years or whatever. Just it's it's not there. But you still want those expectations. You want to be in a position as a fan for your team to be hoping for and expecting and wanting championships. And since the Brewers you know, have had some sustained success of getting to the postseason and such, those goals have changed a little bit. Those expectations have changed a little bit. They've gotten a little bit higher for a fan base. They've gotten to be we're like, okay, that's great that, you know, we made postseason. It's fun. We want a little bit more now. We want a little bit more. You should. Absolutely. But I also think it's unfair, and I don't know if anybody's really doing this or has this mindset, but I also think it's unfair to at least not recognize the change that Mark has brought to the team as as an owner. You know, being a part of this 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 franchise now where you know, it they've been in the last few years here a playoff contending team. There's been a lot of issues I've had with him. There's been a lot of issues probably more for from other fans that they have with Mark. But I'm also appreciative of the fact that we're we're talking about a baseball team here that has been going to the playoffs quite a bit these last few years. We're not talking about a perennial loser. We're not talking about a team that we're hoping, you know, maybe goals are, hey, let's finish third in the division this year. I'm also appreciative of the fact that he's put together a front office, he's put together a, a staff, and at times has spent a little bit of money to try to remain competitive, to try to be a contender. Has it all worked out? It absolutely has not all worked out. Would I maybe like to see the payroll get a little bit bigger here and there and maybe add some more high-priced talent so they're not always having to trade some guys? Of course. I mean, who wouldn't who wouldn't want a payroll like the Dodgers? I mean, what fan base wouldn't want their team to be able to sign a dude for $700 million and defer all that later on in his contract? Who wouldn't? I mean, come on. Let's not kid ourselves. It's not our money. We just want to play Monopoly money with other people's money. So while it has been maybe frustrating and, and not necessarily lived up to some of the goals we've had in the last few years, I do give Mark credit for upping the expectations and upping the goals that we've had for our favorite team, for our for our baseball team here in the last how many years? He's been a part of that reason why it's why we've have these higher expectations, why we've have these higher goals. But I think maybe for some fans they would argue we've got we've changed those goals, we've changed those expectations. It's now the ownership has to also like okay. We set the bar up a little bit higher. We got to do our part now too. Whether that's increasing payroll, whether that's making more deals or something like that, maybe that's where a lot of other fans are coming from. Is like we've okay, you've hit this bar, you, you've reached this point. We've increased our goals. We've increased our expectations. We've bought in. Now it's time for you to maybe take that next step. Take that next or or raise those goals. Because now we want championships. 
but he's you know last few years especially has has been under fire Mark has from from fan bases for from the fan base for for various reasons is there anybody out there willing to maybe say hey y'all need to chill you look at the numbers you look at since 2005 wins fourth most last eight years third most this continued success of getting into the postseason guys got to be happy about that is there anybody willing to to go on that ledge i think there is and i think there's a few of you so i want to hear it all right i want to hear it all right that's going to do it for this uh a little quick of a episode of the man cave podcast again brought to you by our good friends from high v and toyson ford as always, I know I end it uh, this way, but uh, if you could take just a few seconds to give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple and give us a positive review on Apple, it just helps. Somehow the algorithm helps uh, spread the word of the Man Cave podcast. A big thanks to all of you who have done that, and a big thanks for all of you always tuning in. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper, and I will talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast.